Hey, it's Monique. I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for tuning into the Brown Vegan Podcast, where I like to give you strategies and conversations on how to embrace a vegan lifestyle in a way that is accessible, delicious, long-term, and simple for you and your family. So of course, I have another conversation for you. And I'm just like I told you before, I'm really, really enjoying this format. I do plan to do some more solo podcasts in the future. But overall, I just think that, you know, bringing these conversations conversations to you is the best way to inspire you to start a vegan journey with your own family. I'm really, really excited to have Sherry on the show today. She was just, oh my gosh, just, you're in for a treat. It was such an amazing conversation. So many nuggets of information. It was just so, so fun chatting with her. And basically what we did is we talked about her transitioning her family, her husband and her daughter, to a plant-based lifestyle. Um, her husband went from eating steak and eggs every morning from breakfast into embracing eggplant parmesan. So that is just an amazing, amazing transition. And I always like to hear success stories is, you know, because it's so easy not to continue on this journey, especially when there's so many outside factors that contribute to that. We also talk about meal planning a lot, including school lunches and just making this lifestyle something that doesn't make you feel like an outcast and you're just a part of what everyone else is doing, but just a little, little different with small modifications. We also talk about flavor and why flavor and texture is so important and what you can do to just feel the most comfortable in this lifestyle. Before we jump into the conversation with Sherry, I wanted to let you know that I have an amazing new class that's coming on October 29th. It's a virtual class. It's going to be very interactive. I'm going to show you how to make simple and delicious vegan family meals for your family in a way that saves you time, money, and frustration. So if you want more information about that, be sure to visit brownvegan.com. I don't want you to miss this. This is going to really, really help me move forward in your journey. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this amazing conversation with Sherry. Thank you so much, Sherry, for being on the podcast. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. So I love the stories. Of course, we like. I like to share other stories from other vegans. So can right. you start off by telling me why you decided to become a vegan? Or do you even classify yourself as a vegan? <laughs> Do I classify myself? What? <laughs> That's a funny question. I think other people classify me as a vegan. Um, I do. I do. I I follow a vegan diet. I don't necessarily follow um the, the vegan. I don't know if I can call it extreme, but I don't you know say oh. I don't do like vegan shoes and vegan this and vegan that. I just make sure that my food is vegan. So it's more for health reasons than it would be for ethical reasons. Like a plant-based lifestyle. Yeah, more of a plant-based lifestyle. Exactly, exactly. So um, I've been vegan for about five or six years. I was vegetarian. Um, I've been I went vegetarian in 2003 when I was pregnant because I couldn't stand the smell of food. Uh, meat and rotting flesh was really bad to me. So I went vegetarian and I still did eggs and I still did uh, milk and cheese. And then about five years ago, I noticed that um, I have a, a small daughter. Well, she's 10 now, but when she was about five, she was having really bad sinus problems. And our doctor recommended taking dairy out of her diet. So we we just took the dairy out. We started with, you know, we did the soy milk and we did a lot of um, substitutes. We tried a lot of cheese substitutes and tried a lot of things to 
put in place of the dairy and eventually moved on to just doing plant-based things. So it's been an evolution. A lot of it was based on just making healthier choices for my family. I love that. You know what I love? Okay, so there's a couple of things I can pull from that. I like the fact that your doctor told you to remove dairy mm-hmm. from your child's, your daughter's diet, which is like so exactly. surprising to me because most of the time, exactly, it's, I feel like doctors don't relate the food to your your illness or if you're having issues, they don't relate it to food most of the time. They usually say, okay, take a pill and, and go take a nap, you know, <laughs> you'll be okay. It was, it was very important. It was very important. I, I've worked at Whole Foods Market for a long time and it was very Have important. You? Yeah. yeah. Um, 14 years. So it was wow. very important for me as a mom to look into a doctor that was going to follow exactly what my family was looking for instead of fitting into what a doctor would do, you know, what they, what they do is called a practice. So they're not, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't, they don't have the end all to everything. So we had, we interviewed doctors. We just didn't go with whoever was available, but we really talked to people and talked to them about our lifestyle and went with people who would support what we were trying to do with how we eat and how we raise our daughter. So it just happened to be that he was the same pediatrician who got to see my husband. So it was good to continue on having him work with us and our family. Yes, I love that. I love that. So it was kind of, it seems like your doctor probably had more of like a holistic approach to um, health overall. I love that. I love that. Medicine is definitely the last part. Mm -hmm. Yes, and it should be. (laughs) And it it should be for, you know, all of us. But, you know, it's so hard for a lot of us to see it that way, though, because we're so used Mm -hmm. to your your doctor knows everything and not necessarily your instinct. You'd have to go whatever what your doctor says, and that's it, the beginning and the end of everything. So I love how um, you were able to find one that was more holistic. So working at Whole Foods, okay, you said 14 years you've been there? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you do for Whole Foods? That's awesome. Um, right now, my job, I've done a lot of things in Whole Foods. I was a prepare foods team leader. I was a customer service team leader. I was actually one of the store managers. And right now, my position with Whole Foods is a healthy eating specialist. So mm-hmm. I do group tours. I go out to, school, to schools in the community and just talk to them about eating a plant-strong diet. Not necessarily nice. a vegan or vegetarian diet, but just how to incorporate more nutrient-dense foods into your diet. Nice. So it's more of a, like an outreach position that you have. Right. We'll, like. do store, we'll do store tours. So a lot of people come to the, us once their doctor has given them a list of restrictions, and uh, we're able to walk them to the store. And every Whole Foods has a healthy eating specialist. So you should be nice. able to go in. There's, there's no charge. Um, we do events. We do supper clubs. I actually had a supper club on Monday. Uh, we do supper clubs. We do group events. So we do tours. We have guest speakers come in. So all of your Whole Foods should have a list of events. That sounds like a lot of fun. And I can tell because I, I met you on Instagram, so I can tell yeah. that you're, like, really yeah. outgoing and you're, <laughs> you smile a lot. So I think that's a perfect position for you. So that's awesome <laughs> that you, you get to help so many people that way. Yes. So another thing that I pulled out from what you said as far as your journey, how you got started, is that it seems like it was a gradual change for you. So you yeah. were a vegetarian for several years and then decided to be a vegan. Do you think that that mm-hmm. um, helped you because it was more of a gradual change? Or do you feel as though it wouldn't have mattered if it was overnight to become a vegan or like how did oh, you? Oh no! I think, think? It definitely. Mm-hmm. I think definitely taking it in stages um, just worked better for me and my family. Um, and everybody's journey is different, but for us, it was more of finding 
because I've I've been a chef or in food for such a really long time. Mm-hmm. You know, food is flavor. Sh- food should be fun. It should be exciting. It shouldn't be boring. It shouldn't be restrictive. So what I had to do is make sure that whatever I was taking away, I found a good way to put something back in that was just as delicious. I love so, that. So it's more about replacement for you, replacing things exactly. opposed to elimination. I love that because exactly. that's exactly how exactly. my approach is. See, this is why I wanted – there's so many reasons I wanted you on here. One of the reasons <laughs> is because <laughs> I love that you have a family. So I want to hear from your perspective as far as um, eating plant-based with a family. I also wanted mm-hmm. you on because I, I can tell that you did a lot of cooking, and I think that's fun. And I see that you're not, like, shy about the replacement foods and things like that, too. I can no. tell. So I was like, this is right. going to be so fun because <laughs> I'm not really used used to uh, talking to a lot of people who do this from the family perspective. Like, right, uh, right. you know, how was it transitioning your husband? Because <laughs> sometimes can be like, oh, I'm not interested. I just want steak and potatoes. I need you to leave me alone, you know? You know what? So this, is a great story. this is a great story behind that. My husband, when I first went vegetarian, and like I told you, it was because I was pregnant. I couldn't stand the smell. He ate steak and eggs every morning. Oh my gosh, no wonder you were like every morning. He would would slow cook steak at like 200 degrees for Mm -hmm. hours, and it would just be that smell in the house all day long. (laughs) Yes. And then he watched an episode of Oprah with Dr. Oz on there during my maternity leave, where Dr. Oz said that it took 72 hours for beef to disintegrate in your body before you could process it. So it actually rots in your body before you can use whatever nutrients there are in it. And Mm. once he saw that, so it wasn't even me who kind of led him to move to a vegetarian diet. It was more Dr. Oz. But um, (laughs) after that, (laughs) he did eat fish and eggs and and cheese. So um, for me, it was just making stuff that tastes good. And not really saying, oh, today we're not going to have this. It was talking about what we were going to have. And we did, you know, when we first did it, the look of our plate was different because we always Mm -hmm. were told that we had to have a protein, a starch, and a vegetable. So those three-pronged plates were always how we made our meals. And I had to start looking at food in a different way and thinking you don't always have to have things separate. So when we first started, we did a lot of the meat substitutes because – you know, if he was used to having chicken for dinner, he needed to see chicken or something yeah. that looked like chicken or something to replace his chicken. And now, you know, 10 years into the journey, we can have spaghetti squash with a roasted eggplant sauce on top for dinner, and he won't even miss the meat or miss the substitute. So I think gradual is a better way. If if you can, you do it gradually and then get your family cooking with you and get them excited about food. We go to farmers markets. We go to a lot of food festivals. We do a lot of things that are around food that just help us to know about our food and where it comes from, which I think is really important with little kids. Yes, definitely. I um, think, you know, husbands. that solid foundation. <laughs> yeah, of course, and husbands too. <laughs> yeah, the kids need the, the, uh, the foundation and the husbands kind of need the the education, I guess, the, a new exactly. way of looking at it. <laughs> so exactly. that's really exactly. good. So I love that because I think that that's how it is for a lot of us who are trying to do it with the family. I love the point you made about, you know, we're so used to the protein, the starch, and the vegetable and mm-hmm. making a vegan way of that. So you can probably do like, you know, garden, when you're first starting, garden chicken, uh, which is like the substitute. 
and then you can mm-hmm. do a baked potato mm-hmm. and maybe some steamed broccoli or green beans mm-hmm. with it because then it'll make them feel like it's the same thing even though exactly. it's technically but, not. So I think, right. yeah, that's perfect. That's and, a perfect and then taking things, taking things that they love, like recipes that they love that you do, and just finding vegan and vegetarian ways to do it. Like, um, yes. you know, just taking, my husband loves uh, chicken parm. So it started out with eggplant parm, you know, so moving, transitioning, like doing, first it actually started off with like the meat substitute chicken parm. Then mm-hmm. it moved on to the eggplant parm. And now we do like a an eggplant meatball that has pasta sauce on it, but there's no cheese, or we'll do a cashew cream sauce as the Alfredo. So kind of gradually moving him away from meeting that dairy and that the same look of the plate to seeing that food can just needs to have bright colors and the same, you know, seasonality of your, your food. So Mm -hmm. as we do that, it's a lot easier than it was in the beginning. (laughs) Yes, definitely, definitely. How long do you think it took for, because I know that Dr. Oz definitely helped him move in that direction, Mm -hmm. but how long do you think it took before your husband was just kind of like, you know, it's okay? (laughs) Um, I think it took about two years. I think once, once, um, once my daughter was starting to eat solid food about a year and a half to two years, and I would feed her what I ate, and... Mm -hmm. And I would cook for all of us, so he would eat what I cooked. So it yes. was, you know, if he wanted something different, he could make it himself. And pizza was really, really hard to make the choice oh, yeah. from. Pizza and like going out and going to people's houses was really hard. You know, when we first went vegetarian, we told our friends that we were vegetarian, and everyone made Stouffer's veggie lasagna for us. That was like the 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 main thing. Like every the time we were invited to somebody's house, we knew that we were gonna have that silver veggie lasagna. It was like we <laughs> invite people to our house on how we eat and that way right. they know that they can cook for us. <laughs> That is so funny. I love that, though. At least they try. Because sometimes, you know, I hear people sometimes they go out with their friends and family and they say they have nothing to eat. Nobody considers them. So, hey, they try with yes. the veggie stove. Yes. <laughs> I think so that's for, cool. For us, for us, it was easier to do it at home, to stick mm-hmm. with it at home, because I'm primarily the one who cooks at home. And it's more difficult out. It's more yes. difficult when we're in a social setting. So Absolutely. that's where you know, that's where the difficulty came up for him. Um, and for my daughter as well, you know, getting invited to parties and cheese pizza is always what they feed the kids or there's always a barbecue where there's no meat substitute. So um, they're, they're, the transition at home was a lot easier than on the outside. Yeah, I definitely agree from my own experience. We've been on this journey for four years as a family. Mm-hmm. So I want to know this. For you, is as far as eating out, because it sounds like I'm gathering that you guys maintain um, the plant-based lifestyle even when you're not at home. So mm-hmm. how is that for your daughter? Do- I know your daughter, for her, it's a little different probably from my kids because 
my children um, were not born into this. And it sounds like, of course, your daughter mm-hmm. was born into this lifestyle as far, as far as being a vegetarian and then being a vegan. So mm-hmm. how is that? Like, how is that transition for her? Well, not transition, but how is that for your family eating out? I know for me, I continue to eat vegan when we eat out, but my kids mm-hmm. and my husband eat whatever they want. But I do notice mm-hmm. that they gravitate to more of the vegan food because that's what they're used to eating at home. So our right. compromise is that when we go out to eat whatever they want, but because <laughs> it was, just, to be honest, it was really hard for me to get everybody yeah. to stay on the same plate. Yeah. That's why I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so I was willing to compromise for that because it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know what, I'm in a real world. We're, we're people in a real world. And sometimes you just have to make some exactly. type of adjustments for your family situation. Is it the same exactly. for you or do you try to maintain that? Well, we what we do is we usually go for the cuisines that are mainly vegan or vegetarian when we go out. Mm-hmm. So when we go out, we eat a lot of Indian food, we eat a lot of Italian food, we eat a lot of Asian food, so that the temptation isn't there as much. Mm-hmm. And um, and we're in Philly, so there's a lot of vegan food here. There's like a vegan yes. food movement going on, which is awesome. But we always go somewhere and we look at the sides, whatever the sides are, and we mm-hmm. always look at the ingredients. Like um, if we go to, I'm going to drop some names. If we go to Carabas, we'll get a pizza made. We know the crust is vegan. So we'll get mushrooms, artichokes, and sun-dried tomatoes with a red sauce. And that's our mm-hmm. So there's no cheese. And, you know, just educating the wait staff on what we can and can't eat. When we go out for pasta, you know, and chefs get really excited. If you tell the chef that you are vegan, they get excited that they can do something off the menu. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so I I think if you look, study the menu before you go is a great way and see what ingredients they have. Even in Disney, they'll take care of you vegan in Disney. And um, Yes, I I can attest (laughs) to that because I've been to Disney World since I became a vegan and it was so easy. And a lot of restaurants will do that for you. If you just look at, okay, so they have a chicken with mushrooms. So now you know there's mushrooms. You see that mm-hmm. there's spinach in another dish. And you can just ask them, can I just have a baked potato with spinach and mushrooms? And they'll do yes. that for you. So, so it's just about finding the things that you can eat on the menu and putting it together for yourself. So, so, so true. So what about if you went to like a, a cookout? And mm-hmm. it's as a family. Right. And now I know it's a, you have complete control when it's just you and the family going out to eat. Of course, you can have control over where you eat. But if you go to like an event and you don't really mm-hmm. have much control, how do you how does your family handle that? Do family eat whatever they want at the cookout or is it kind of like you eat before you go? Like, how do you handle that type of situation? <laughs> we usually if we get if we get invited to a cookout or to someone's house, we usually ask if we can bring something. Okay. So, um, and we'll usually bring like veggie burgers or I'll use the meat substitutes then. That's when I'll bring veggie burgers or the tofurkey sausages because they're great for the grill and get, um, so that my family will have food that looks like other people's food. So they're not, Mm -hmm. you know, outcast. But I find that when we bring stuff or when we, you know, if we drop something off beforehand, veggie burgers, people know us now. So they know to have at least the veggie burgers for us. We find that the people there want our food more than they want their own food. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, let me try that. Let me see what that tastes what like. Is that? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we That's use great. that as an op- 
opportunity to educate people. And I always ask, you know, I'm not afraid. My friends are used to me. What's on the menu? Yep. And if there's nothing that we can have, we bring stuff and we bring enough that we can share with people. So I love that, kinda, you know, so so that we stay true to what we do and we don't feel like the outsiders. I was at an event where even the salad had cheese in it and the, the host was like, well, you could just take the cheese out. And I was like, well, that's what I <laughs> right. It's like, I, don't want <laughs> I had that happen to me before I was on vacation and you know, and then you know how you think you, you know, everything that's going to be in a salad. And right. I, I, I checked with him and I said, no eggs, no cheese and stuff. And he's like, yeah, no eggs, no cheese. He brings it to me and it's chopped with eggs and cheese, shredded cheese and chopped <laughs> egg, like diced egg. And I'm like, uh, I can't, no, thank you. And he's like, well, just take the egg and no. How do you take shredded cheese and diced egg out of a salad? Like, how do you do that? And why do I have to do all this work to eat? And why? <laughs> I know it's just like the kind of situation is just like, are you serious? <laughs> like that makes no sense. So I've been there with, with the cheese situation. It's funny. Cause you actually just reminded me of like something else too. Like as far as lunches, because I think mm-hmm. it's so important for kids with school lunches. I think the issue with being a vegetarian or a vegan with the lunches is that <laughs> you want your kids to have lunches that look like everyone else's. So they don't feel right. like they're outside. It's like, how do you handle that for your daughter? Cause I know you said she's 10. So how right. do you handle school lunches? Does she buy lunch at school? Or probably not. Cause um, I'm sure there's not many options. <laughs> no, we usually pack stuff. Um, and like I said, a lot of her friends start to eat her food because it looks delicious. Pasta salad mm-hmm. is a great staple um, that we use. We always use whole wheat pasta. So we'll do pasta salad with, um, it'll be whole wheat pasta, chickpeas, tomatoes, cucumbers, artichokes, and just dressing, just a balsamic mm-hmm. vinaigrette. And her friends always want to eat her food. Or mm-hmm. um, we'll do, um, I'll do a chickpea salad for her. Or I'll do like my, my daughter, you know, it's, it's, easier for me because she's been raised this way um yes she'll eat like a fennel and grapefruit salad she'll eat stuff like that she'll eat a spinach oh, wow. salad <laughs> we'll do we'll do wraps we do a lot of wraps with um she just gets to put her own veggies and wraps she'll eat that she eats hummus and and vegetables and so she'll eat she'll take her stuff and we do, we have a little bento box. So she'll, she's able to do little bits of different things. Um, and, and none of it requires cooking. We do, we'll do um, like a rice salad with brown rice and corn and tomatoes with just like a, a raspberry vinaigrette. She'll eat that. So a, a lot of what she eats looks normal to people. It's not really, really strange, except for maybe the fennel. But um, she'll do, <laughs> right. you know, she, this, is, this is how she eats. So when she looks at somebody with a ham and cheese sandwich, she's not interested in a ham and cheese sandwich because she knows what, you know, that ham is a pig. So, <laughs> you know, she's not yeah. interested in that. But she does get her friends interested in her food. So they're like, oh, what's that? I never had avocado. And she'll let them taste her food. So she's actually using it to educate her her friends about stuff. So it's loving. Yeah. It's like a loving way, it sounds like. It's not like preachy. And I think that's what helps people transition is when you come from a place of like, oh, this is what I'm doing and not this is what you need to do. <laughs> do this. Oh, yes. Definitely. So I, think I never, really ever, I never, ever, you know, my friends will come to me and go, well, 
I have high, I have high blood pressure. Teach me how to eat like you. And I'm like, well, tell me what you like to eat and I'll tell you how to make it better. I'm never going to tell anyone, oh, you need to get rid of this. And you need to get rid of this. And you get rid, rid of this because that turns people off. You don't want to preach to people. You just want to help them transition. Um, so that's, that's what I try to do. I try to meet people where they are and help them transition. Um, you know, I even do this thing called a recipe makeover. So people will bring me their recipes of things that they love when they were a kid or a staple at their house. And I'll just take it and switch it over to a more nutrient dense, uh, version of that recipe that still tastes really good. So, um, Oh my gosh, I love that. So you're basically veganizing their favorites. (laughs) sometimes it's it's not vegan sometimes it's just instead of the eight cheeses we're going to use one cheese and mix some cauliflower in there so just kind of kind of meeting them where they are you know like you don't need three pounds of chicken maybe take a pound of chicken and cut it up or shred it so that you still have chicken in there but it's not as much as you would have had before and let's put some beans in there so kind of you know mixing it up a little bit and just making it healthier. And and sometimes you can veganize it and still make it delicious. Like chili is the easiest thing to make vegan or mm-hmm. spaghetti sauce. Those things are really easy to make vegan. Um, so whatever. But I do have a lot of friends who be like, here, I eat this. How can, you know, like a challenge. How do you make this vegan? I'm like, well, I can do it, but. <laughs> <laughs> you should start a site. You, look, you need to blog about this. This is a good blog. Well, you, you know what? I am, I am starting a blog soon. Um, we, uh, it'll be Brown Veggie Mom, but I am starting a blog soon. I'm just collecting all of my information and trying to figure out what the best the best platform and how to make it, you know, so that it's not like it's saturating the blog world with the same thing over and over again. So, Well, that concept was definitely not saturating the world. That's an awesome concept. And I love that because it's very, it's very gradual. And I always talk mm-hmm. about this, and it's so funny because people, you know, sometimes we have the vegans, we get this – Sometimes we get this label of being a little extreme. Kind of, you kind of touched on this in the beginning, being <laughs> being extreme and not coming from a, a loving place. So I love yeah. how you're not necessarily making people feel like it has to be something that happens overnight, and they can right. okay, let me figure how to make this better for me, and then from there they'll be able to move on to whatever the next step is for them. So I love how you can yeah. customize that based on these people because you know them, you love them, and you have an idea of what they like. So it just makes it just makes next yeah. you know the most sense to just change it gradually for them. So I love that. And I and awesome I love concept. food. I love food, and I love food that tastes good, and I respect food. Like you know, I don't I I'm not a person who eats just for nourishment. I eat because it's delicious. I eat because it's it's social, and we can sit around. And talk about food and a lot of my memories good memories are surrounding food so I don't want anyone to to hate eating does that make sense like I don't want people I don't want people to go oh my gosh I have to have another bowl of oatmeal with no sweetener in it for breakfast every day like you should be excited to wake up and go I get to have breakfast and while you know for me while I'm eating breakfast I'm thinking about lunch and dinner like I'm always thinking about food (laughs) (laughs) and I want it like it I I want it to be that experience for other people as well I want people to enjoy it I I don't want people to be afraid to eat yes this is oh it makes so much sense this is very very important the reason I for myself I know that when you make a change and you embrace this lifestyle I was also a a vegetarian before I became a vegan and I think a lot of times when you make the transition to become you know vegan or plant-based 
um, it feels like you're eliminating so many things from your diet mm-hmm. that it can mm-hmm. feel like it's very boring, it's very daunting, it's very overwhelming, and it's like, what am I going to do now? Because it's so many things I can't eat. So I think right. it's important to come from your perspective. I love that. Your approach is amazing because it's like, okay, I'm going to enjoy food. I'm just going to figure out a way to make it a little more healthy, possibly exactly. a little more compassionate for me. And then exactly. it's going to be good, too, without sacrificing flavor. <laughs> and that's the yeah. thing. Like I, 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 you know, Soul Food Sunday is, was, was big with us growing up. And, and if I can just, like, if I look at all of the food we ate, all of it started out as something plant-based and beautiful and just got mixed in with a lot of fat and salt and sugar and just took away all the the beautiful natural flavors of the food and just trying to get back to that a little bit. It doesn't have to be dry. It doesn't have to be tasteless, but it should be as close to the original form of the food as possible. Hopefully. I love it. Yes. <laughs> I get, when is this blog? Listen, when are you starting this blog? Go ahead and shout the blog out again. Cause this needs to happen. I need you to do <laughs> soul food. I need you to. <laughs> so right now, right now I have um, my Instagram account, which is Brown veggie mom. And then um, I also have this, account on Twitter and I just paid for a website so I'm actually going to start it. My husband does website developing so he's going to help me come up with it. I just wanted to make sure that I had enough content to get started um, yeah. so I think that was important to me to have at least a couple weeks worth of things to talk about and be okay with people hearing my voice. So <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you should. I can't wait to see this because I think that this is this this work is so, so important this show because I think a lot of times people are turned off because they think that this lifestyle is tasteless. They think yes. it's boring. So I think yes. it's important to have some of um who you are in your food and what yeah. you grew up with. And you don't have yeah, to because I, I think some Yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I had a vegan supper club on Monday. It was four courses, vegan food. And one of the, um, one of the ladies who came was like, I can't believe that all this food is vegan and it's still delicious. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, like vegan food can be delicious. And, and there were foods that, that this woman who was in her fifties had never tried before. And it was like you, you, and it, you know, you said something about um, how we eliminate things when we're vegan. No, we actually open ourselves up to eating different foods. So yeah. we 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 get rid of certain things that we always have, and we now have to eat. We have to eat differently. We have to look, go into a grocery store, and look at things differently. Yeah. You know, eighty eighty percent of the things in my shopping cart come from the produce department. So, you know, you just, you just learn to, to, and, and 10 years ago, it wasn't that way. So you just have to learn to look at food and go, I'm not getting rid of something. I'm opening myself up to trying something different. Yes. That's a much better mindset. Now you're, you're so right about Philly having, like, you guys definitely have a movement up there where you're just like, there's so many restaurants and so many options. Could you just, I'm not familiar with a whole lot of them. I think I only know about two restaurants. What are some of your favorite places to eat? Just in case we have some listeners from Philly and they want to try some okay. vegan restaurants oh up there. Oh my goodness. Okay. So my top favorites are, um, if you want to do, um, there's Miss Rachel's Pantry, which is uh, a 12, a table of 12, a four course meal. And, um, it's just you're sitting at a table with strangers or you can book the whole thing and it's very local, very um, seasonal uh, things that she does. Um, 
There's also uh, Veg, which is really popular right now. Yeah, um, I've Veg heard of that is one, sort yeah. of a high-end small plate um, place that you can go to. Um, a little pricey, but the food is delicious. There's also uh, Hip City Veg, which is like vegan junk food, I call it. Um, you can go. There's a lot of meat substitutes at Hip City Veg. Um, where else do we go? We go to... Um, Mila Vegetarian is another one on 16th and Locust. Um, they they do really a really good job with vegan food. Um, Memphis Taproom is a gastro pub in Philly that does phenomenal vegan fare. It's not an all vegan menu, but they do things like um, vegan schnitzel. They'll do uh, a uh, coconut bacon. Like they do a lot of great things with with plants. Those are the vegan restaurants that we go to, but most of the time we'll go to, like I said, a, a Chinese or Japanese or Indian spot, and they always have Indian. A lot of Indians are, are vegan, so there's a, a high population of um, them are vegan. So there's a lot of vegan options in those restaurants. Yes. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I love Indian food so much. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. It's always a lot of options there. So as far as, like, when you first started, I know it's been a while, so you may not remember exactly what, and that's okay, even if you have some new resources that you like. So what Mm -hmm. books or documentaries or resources do you use Mm -hmm. um, when you first got Um, started or now to keep you accountable? Yeah, the first thing I looked at was a a documentary on Brian Terry, um, and he has a book called Soul Food Vegan, and Mm -hmm. he it just opened my eyes to this whole movement of African-American vegans because um, I always, you know, working at Whole Foods, being around a diverse group of people, I really didn't know that there was a place where you could still eat the things that you were familiar with and make it vegan and delicious and soul food. Cause if it didn't have a ham hock or a smoked turkey breast, I didn't know how to make black eyed peas delicious. You know, so um, Vegan Soul Kitchen is an awesome book. He has a second one out. Um, There's also a book, I think it's called, uh, I can't remember, like Sister Vegan. Um, Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah. So I read that one. Um, And then I just started, there was a, there's a book called Mediterranean Vegan. Because I know, you know, my family likes a lot of Italian food and a lot of um, those Mediterranean flavors. So Mediterranean Vegan was uh, was a great book. And then there was another one. It's uh, 365 Vegetarian Recipes. And a lot oh, of them are okay. vegan. And a lot of them, this was the first book that I saw where she didn't use as many meat substitutes. She used a lot mm-hmm. of nuts. So she used cashew cream and she used walnuts and lentils. So that that opened me up to a whole nother um, set of foods. But definitely Vegan Soul Kitchen, if you can get that book, because um, he ties a lot of his food into stories about his family and growing up. So that, yes. that, that was a, a very a good one for me. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first yeah, ones I funny. actually picked up myself. And I love right. that, too, because I felt like, oh, this felt so relatable. Because I think a right. lot of times, do you ha- have you had this experience in your own um, journey is kind of like a lot of times you don't really feel like you relate to the movement as much. Like you feel like it's yeah. not for you. Like you're kind yeah. of on outside looking in and what everyone else yeah. is doing. So I really, really enjoy, um, <laughs> enjoyed the vegan soul kitchen. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, somebody looks like me who is, who kind of exactly. eats similar to me and I can relate to this. We ate, you know, 
like you said, the black eyed peas. We ate greens. We mm-hmm. ate all this kind of stuff growing up. So he can right. he's making it in a way that is, like you said, a lot of flavor. It's delicious. Um, yeah. So I met Brian Terry actually last weekend. Very nice guy. He was here not too long ago doing a book, book signing with um, Tamika McClendon, who does uh, mm-hmm. Urban Soul Kitchen. He came yeah. and, and she cooked with him and they did food together. We were but he's very into the movement. And I think, you know, for me, like in 2004, I was an African-American woman chef who was vegan with natural hair. So... <laughs> <laughs> you like, really said that. There was like nobody else like me, so it's, it's good. It's good that more people are coming or transitioning because it was. You're right. It was. It was that thing where I felt like I was a loner and I was trying to figure all this stuff out by myself. And and you know, I got to make a lot of mistakes. So it was good because I got to you know help people out and and I tried to and I tried to do vegan the way other people did it and it just didn't work for my family you know I remember trying to do and and I I don't know if I should say the name but I tried no to don't do, say the name just um, tell me what you did yeah I tried <laughs> to do this one vegan this one vegan um diet that was very they had like a 28 day challenge and it was very carb heavy and very like um southwest flavors and mm-hmm. i didn't like i didn't like it like i gained weight doing it because it was so carb heavy and and some of the things like boiling a carrot to make it a hot dog or oh my god uh, uh, <laughs> no that's not a hot dog that's a carrot <laughs> a, a raw kale and lemon sandwich i was like this is not delicious like i, not <laughs> so, I know exactly, exactly what you're like, saying yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just made me think of something so what do you think because when all, all summer long i kept saying this hot dog i don't know if it was different people doing i think it was different people doing it hot dog recipes that were made out of carrots floating around so much what do you think about how a lot of times in our community you know people take a vegetable and they turn it into something that's (laughs) they give it a name of something that's it's not how do you feel about that because to me I just think it's 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 silly and I laugh at it I think it's funny (laughs) that's not a high dog so (laughs) you know what I say I say sometimes you have to give up stuff. Sometimes you have to know that you're just not going to have it. I know <laughs> that I'm never, I'm never going to have a hot dog again. I just know that. I know that there will never be anything. Even There's even meat substitute hot dogs out there, and I just can't. I just can't. I, there's a texture thing for me. I think food should... I don't, I don't like mushy things. Exactly. So I just know that I have to give that up. But no, a carrot is not a hot dog. It's a carrot. Whether you grill <laughs> right. it, whether Wait, you bake it, whether you, you boil it, it's a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I know. I, I kept seeing it. And every time I would see it, I just kept laughing. But I have to tell you this because I felt the same way up until um, August. I actually had Phil Roast just came out with hot dogs. And I don't know if okay. you had a chance to try it. But they are very, very close because it was the first okay. time I've ever had. Yeah, because usually that kind of stuff, I'm just like, uh, no. Yeah. What is this? You, you know, know what I mean? Because it's just not good. It's too soft. But field roast is I amazing. It's exactly. really, really good. I like the field roast breakfast, like the apple and sage um, mm-hmm. sausage. And the I sausage, do yeah. like, I like the tofurkey uh, Italian sausage links. Those mm-hmm. are phenomenal. I put those on the grill. Like, that's my sausage and peppers if I, want, if I want to have that. Like, I love the texture. I love the flavors of those. But, yeah, I can't I can't do a carrot hot dog. I just I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I agree. Me. Other people might find that they're delicious. 
<laughs> yeah, but it, to my, I guess because I just can't process the fact that it's being called a hot dog. That yes. tr- like I'm not even interested in trying it because I'm like, you, you're trying to trick me. What is this? Like, <laughs> I'm not eating. <laughs> I'm not eating. You're trying to convince me. So don't call it a hot dog. Just call it a, a grilled carrot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> call exactly. it what it is. <laughs> exactly. So and yeah, I think, I think I think early on in my transition, though, I think I needed to hear a vegan cheesesteak. I needed to hear the words that I was used to because then I didn't feel so bad. I felt like I can have whatever oh. one I was having, you know? So I kind of feel like that's good that people can go, oh, I like hot dogs. So I might like this carrot hot dog. I don't know why. But, you know, I think sometimes the the marketing of it is so that we can relate it to something that we've had before and we're not so afraid of it. Okay. So, that's a good perspective. You know, I like that. That's a good way yeah. to look at it. That's a good way. I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that we are pretty – anything that you want to – because i go ahead and wrap this up. Anything that you want to, I guess – you gave a lot of amazing advice already as far as transitioning, getting – so absolutely, this has been an amazing conversation. I had a lot of fun with you, um, just like I knew I would. Do you have any last bit of advice that you would like to give to a family that's getting started on a vegan journey? If you don't have mm-hmm. any, that's fine, because I feel like you gave a lot of good advice already. No, <laughs> so I do. You don't have I any. do. I get your children shopping with you and get them in the kitchen. Um, we're, we're losing our sense of where our food comes from and cooking. So, you know, people say they don't have time to cook, and and I think you have time for what's important to you. So at least once or twice a week, get in the kitchen with your kids. A lot of it is about texture. Um, I know for for our family, my family will not eat a cooked carrot, but they'll eat a raw carrot. I know mm-hmm. that my daughter thinks she doesn't like mushrooms, but it because of the texture. But if you slice them up or cut them really small and put them in sauce, she'll eat them. So it's really about getting them to see what they're, you know, to see where the food comes from to take part in cooking it and everyone, everyone, everyone does a cry bite and, and you are the example for your children. So if you want them to eat a healthy diet, then you have to eat a healthy diet. Love that. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much again for being on. I really, really appreciate Thank it. You. Could you go, you're welcome. Can you please tell us again, like, what is your website when it comes? Because who knows, someone may be listening to this conversation <laughs> well, like right two now, months from now, your site's up. <laughs> right, exactly. If you follow me at, on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Brown Veggie Mom, um, I'll put information about the site up there. And I'll nice. get it started okay. because you motivate yes, me. Please do. Vegan. I hope so. I hope so because I mean, I just get look. All these concepts you have are just literally. We need this conversation. We need to make this this lifestyle feel normal to people. Like you know, because a lot of times I think that's what it's like. Turn off to people is like, oh, it's just too much change. It doesn't feel right. right. It's not right. relatable. So we have to make it so that it's normal, very down to earth, very approachable, very long term. So I think that that is what you're going to accomplish with your site. So I can't wait to see your progress. And when you get everything up, I can't wait to read. So thank you so much, baby. It was a you pleasure. Welcome. I'm glad we got to meet. <laughs> I'm so glad we did too. And hopefully we can meet in person and eat some good Philly vegan food. You come down to DC yes. and we can eat some food too. I'll be in DC soon, <laughs> so I'll I'll look you up. <laughs> yes, will you win? You gotta let me know. You yes. gotta let me know. Send me um, a message. In October, I will definitely yeah, I'll definitely be there in October, so I'll let you know. Sounds good. Thanks again All so right, much awesome. for being on the podcast. Thanks. 
See, I told you that was going to be good. I really hope this episode was helpful. I took so much great insight from it. It was just a really, really fun conversation. Be sure to follow Sherry at Brown Veggie Mom on Instagram. And of course, she'll let you know when her site is going to be coming. You can follow her family's journey, see what they're eating, what they're doing, and just start a conversation with her. She's really, really sweet. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate it in Stitcher Radio or iTunes and let me know what you think. You can send me a tweet too and let me know if it's any subjects that you want me to cover more of on the podcast and if you have any suggestions for future guests thank you so so much for listening i really appreciate it visit brownvegan.com to get all of the resources that we mentioned in the episode and i will talk to you again next week